Hi everyone, it's John here from the Phantom Faction Podcast with another one of uh, your Phantom Fixes. Uh, wanted to share a story with you, and this is a, a true story of how bad a haunting can become. Um, to give you some, some back information, uh, the folks with SHIP, Strange Happenings, Investigators of Paranormal, uh, where they're based, they're depending on where they're doing an investigation, uh, they can be two, two and a half hours away from me or, or, or farther. So I don't always get to go on investigations with them. So I, uh, last year, ran some ads on Kijiji offering help for people that are experiencing activity they can't explain within their home. Um, this um, family... Uh, contacted me after holding on to my email. I have a paranormal email that people reach me on. It's called uh, you see them too at gmail.com. And they held on to that email for a long time, uh, thinking that maybe I was someone that could help them. And after, I guess, hitting the desperation stage, they contacted me. And um, so I'm going to give you some information. Um, but this is really, a, 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 in many ways, a sad and horrific story. Um, so a family buys uh, a property. It's uh, the first home they've bought. Uh, young family. Um, everything seemed too good to be true. Uh, the house was for sale at what seemed to be a phenomenal price. It's an older home out in Midwestern Ontario. Um, they had a home inspection, and the home inspection came back great, and basically the inspector said, you know what, the house is old, and it's dated in virtually every room, but everything functions well. There's no, you know, no water damage. Oh, the plumbing's phenomenal. Electrical, I had a new panel put in, so, you know, they said, he said it, it structurally and everything else, the house is great. Um, so these people... Uh, took the leap and bought the home. It was a bit of a stretch for their family budget, but they, they did it, and uh, um, they were thrilled. They got a property with a little bit of uh, land to it, and they were just, it was, it was a great place to, they thought, to bring up their kids. Um, so they moved in, everything seemed fine, and just like in some of the things that uh, Dan and I and Danny have talked to you guys about, they couldn't afford to do the renovations right away. But they had lots of conversations. So after they'd moved in, they started talking about, you know, they'd be in the kitchen and what they'd like to do with the kitchen. And, you know, this bathroom's big, but if we did this and this and this. And and he said, um, when I asked him, have you done any renovations or have you had any, you know, conversations? He said, yeah. And then when he began to think about it, um, he said, you know what? All of this stuff started happening um, after the conversations about renovations. But even though the renovations were going to be a couple of years down the road as they saved, um, started out with um, lights flickering. Uh, they actually had an electrician come in to check out what's going on. Uh, I guess they've had some breakers flip too that didn't make any sense. Kind of like what happened to my rental property. Um, electrician found nothing. Then, um, and if you picture some of these old houses and you know old farmhouses they have the the old taps that you got to turn that's like a you know a little handle you turn it right it's not like the up and down nozzles like we have today and then all of a sudden they had water turning on in the bathrooms um uh in the the kitchen and he that kind of got him a little bit unnerved because at first he thought someone was leaving the tap off but then it started happening at night you know like they were turning it on and then forgetting to turn it off and you have to physically turn it and 
he had uh, described to me one night where he said, I just, for some reason, I was unsettled. I couldn't sleep. And I could actually, he said, I could hear the little bit of a squeak that starts when you open up the kitchen tap. And he thought, you know, oh, one of the kids are down there. His wife was you know, beside him, so he wasn't, wasn't her. And he, as he leaves the bedroom to go turn his tap off, he looks and his, his daughter's where she's supposed to be, his son. And, and he goes down and there's this tap just going and he turns it off. And anyway, that happened three times that night, the same tap. He turned it off. He said the second time it happened, he physically was a little bit, you know, he said, I, I turned it tight. I, you know, it, it, he couldn't understand what, how it was coming on. And then it happened again. And so then that began the start of um, more troubling things. So I think, um, and I've never asked him, and he's very guarded with the information that he gives. Um, he, I believe, possibly works shift work. And um, so he was sleeping, and he said it was during the day. And all of a sudden, he woke up to it felt like the bed was just being picked up, jammed, moved, you know, just like somebody grabbing it and rocking it. But at both ends, the headboard and the, and the, and the footboard. And he said, when I fully woke up, it, there was nothing. And, uh, you know, just it, it stopped immediately. This happened multiple times to him. Um, you know, he... His wife, during the day, would have the children downstairs um, so that they wouldn't wake him up, let, let him get his sleep. And, you know, he went down to her And after this has happened a few times. First few times, just like all of us, he put it up to, like, he must be having bad dreams and somehow this is what's waking him up. Um, he began to discuss it with her. Like, did you hear it? And she didn't, where they are, the distance between them was enough. She didn't hear anything. So he wrote that off. Um, just got to be something bizarre with the dreams but it happened multiple multiple times and he said it never really felt like that was the real answer but he said what else have i got right and then he had uh, another occasion where again the bed was waking him up shaking violently and he said he sat right up and then he realizes the bed is a little bit off kilter it's it's not the, you know the headboard was parallel to a wall now it's off kilter and then he knew right away and so he was going down the stairs and going to go talk to his wife. And she's actually coming up because she heard the banging this time. And I guess it was violent enough that she, she could hear it. And then she went up with him to the bedroom and he said, like, like look at this, the bed. He said, I'm not playing a joke on you. And, and she knows him that he would never do something like that. Um, and... Like the bed is on an angle, so they know that. Okay, he said it's like somebody was grabbing it and shaking it, and he said every time I sit up, it stops. So then she confessed to him that when he was away to work on one occasion, she thought there was a man in the house because she saw what she thought was a person run from the kids' bedroom to their bedroom, and she was in a panic because um, she said, and the way it sounds like it's almost like described like what we talk about in the pot of shadow man. Um, so they didn't know what they were going to do with this. Uh, again, the, you try to come up with all these other reasons, right? Was he having violent dreams and he's not aware of it? But have you a new house? Uh, you know, all that stuff. So then the next time um, this happened when he was sleeping, they knew full well, okay, there's no possible way that he could have done this in a violent dream if he was shaking or thrashing. He woke up with a real jolt. And he wakes up, and the bed has actually been slammed against the wall. 
So to give you an idea, the, the bed is off of one wall by about three, three and a half feet, he said, and it's up against the wall. Like it just slammed and it woke them right up and actually jostled them in the bed. So now they're, they're concerned. Something's going on. They still have the, the taps going. They have all this other stuff going on. They decided to find a psychic and he tracked one down um, and someone from out of the area and they came up and for a nominal fee they went through the home and they did things like put salt around the house and, and, and their, whatever their routine was to, to clear a home. He said for about two days we thought, hey, everything stopped. And then all of a sudden he said it just began to ramp up big time. Um, first off, he woke up one night and he caught his daughter walking by their bedroom door and then he can hear her going down the stairs. Um, so he follows her thinking, you know, like maybe she's got to go to the bathroom and I'll just go, you know, make sure she's okay. And next thing you know, she's at the front door and she's trying to unlock the door to go outside. And he said to her, you know, honey, what are you doing? And she said, well, I'm going to go outside and play with my friend. And he, uh, he guided her back upstairs thinking it's a dream, sleepwalking, whatever. This began to happen more than once. And finally, when I guess the mother was talking to her one day during the day, honey, what, like, where are you going? Who's your friend? And, you know, and the little girl says, that, well, my friend is calling me to come outside and they, to play. And I can't get outside because I can't unlock the door. And then the mother asks, well, she says, well, you know, like little boys and girls, they're not going to be outside at night because they're in bed. And, and no mommy or daddy would let a child out at night to play in, in the dark. And she said, well, my friend is a man. And he wants me to come out and play. And that got them really concerned. So they put latches on the doors at the top so she couldn't open any doors. The, the, the things with the taps and flickering lights began to happen more often. And then the real doozy was um, he woke up yelling one night and he had three scratches down his back that were deep enough to draw blood. And... He said, I'm, to give you an idea, you can't, and everybody, when this happens to you and you can't explain it, you try to make sure that everybody understands that you've debunked it, if you will. And he says, just to let you know, this wasn't like my wife acting out in a dream and she scratched me. He said, I was facing her and my back was away from her when I woke up. Um, so when that happened, they decided they had to get somebody with some kind of a reputation and they got another psychic in. And this is part of the cautionary tale and why these people wanted to uh, let me at least do the fix. We wanted them to come on. I understand. They're, if they can't sell this home because they're out of it now, um, this is going to be a real burden for them. They, they need to get the money out of it that they put into it to buy it. So they got this psychic, and I, from what I gather, they spent a significant sum of money. Um, they wouldn't discuss it, but I'm, I'm thinking it, it's significant. And... Um, this person came in and did their thing, and they blamed their problems on the other psychic, and you know, and then that's, that happens. And and anyway, nothing changed. Um, he, now it began to affect his wife. She um, started having the sensation that she was being grabbed in her sleep. She uh, felt at one time like she was being pulled out of the bed. Um, he's seeing the shadow person now too. Um, the daughter is still walking down at night less but still doing it the taps are coming on it's a long story short the people finally couldn't take it anymore um, and they moved out of the house 
they um, we we offered to help. He listened to some of the podcasts, some of the stuff Dan and I do, and he said, I don't think you guys can handle this. And then you know what? Dan and I talked, and it's probably out of our realm. It's probably beyond what we can do. So now they're, they're living with the in-laws. The intention is to sell the house in the spring. Um, up in small-town Ontario, winter's not always the best time to sell a house. Um, so they're going to sell it in the spring. They're out of the house. And what... They said, looking back, and this is the, the, the cautionary part of this tale, if you see a home that's maybe the price is too good to be true, even if you have a home inspection come back and they say, you know what, the bones on this place is phenomenal. He said, look into the history. And he said, if we had looked into the history, and he's found this out later, the average occupancy for this home, it was on the market roughly anywhere from every 12 to 16 months. Um, over the last, I believe, 18 years. And so whatever resides in that home, it doesn't like um, having visitors or it doesn't like if when the visitors are there that they discuss making changes to this home. Um, we talked a little bit about this with um, Dan, the psychic, who came on our pod on episode 33, I believe it is. And um, he kind of intimated that this is a male and I agree with him on that wholeheartedly and if this is not demonic it's it's cousin um, so these family ha- family has their hands full they are racked with guilt about selling this house and maybe somebody else but what do you do and I understand that after having a rental property and we did everything humanly possible to clear it uh, but at the end of the day you really don't know so their plan is they've track down somewhere that they can get a, uh, somebody to come in and do a blessing and then they're going to hope that they pass it on a better place to when they sell it. So there you have it. Um, it shows you how bad things can get. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you're interested or maybe you've experienced something and you know what's out there. It shows you how bad things can be. So you know what? All of us, maybe next time we're buying a home, if the price is too good, do the normal things. Do your due diligence. Get a home inspection. But maybe look into the history of that home. And if it's sold a lot, you might want to think twice. And he said, if we had looked into this and we realized it was selling that often, that it was changing over that often, um, he said, maybe, maybe we would have thought twice about it. So anyway, there's your phantom fix. Um, on behalf of um, me, Dan and Danny, we wish this family nothing but success moving forward we hope that this gets behind them and one day this is nothing more than a memory so thanks for listening we'll talk to you again